Authenticity of Scripture. Hello and welcome to the Ignite Youth Podcast over here at Wayne Fleet BIC. We're glad you have joined us today as we have a great discussion. Um, Taking a break from our um, our usual series, we are. Sorry, um, I drew a blank. Thank you, Pastor Wes. Yeah, no, we're, we're taking a break from our usual uh, teaching series, which is called God's Design right now. Um, and yeah, this is kind of a one-off, but we thought um, it was necessary, especially with what we were hearing from our students and just wanted to talk yeah. a bit more. Um, it's always good yeah. to uh, lean into what they're the questions that they're asking and what they want to know more about. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's kind of our role and job is kind of figure out, you know, where we're leading people and where we're seeing discussion and questions pop up and kind of answering those. So, yeah, this yeah. was uh, a series, uh, not a series, but a, uh, one I'll teach them we thought was really important. And maybe it will be something we dive into more uh, greater um, as we continue on. But, yeah. Yeah, I, I think also it's really relevant. A lot of what... Um, I mean, you can go online, and I do remember, were you here when Pastor Pat showed, um, it was a video of Tom Cruise? Mm, definitely not. I do not remember uh, Tom Cruise I'll being shown pull... in a Sunday service. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> we all got autographs. No, I'm kidding. Um, so it was a video of him, and yeah. it was uh, he was playing a Dave Matthews song, I think, and he sang, and he played okay. the guitar. And you're like, whoa, I didn't know Tom Cruise could sing. That was so cool. And then Pat was like that's not Tom Cruise, that's a deep fake. So it was... It's a deep fake. Yeah. It was not an authentic Tom Cruise video. I'll show it okay. to you after. And yeah. if you uh, are interested, just shoot us an email and we'll get you the video. You would totally think, like, mannerisms, everything, exactly like Tom Cruise. But it wasn't. Okay. So, you know, I, um, I get it. Like, you have to question... Yeah, yeah. You, you have, have to question yeah. things. You can't just believe everything you hear. No, I get no. it. Totally get it. Yeah, we need to dive in and be able to understand, you know, what we're actually doing and reading and seeing. Um, and, you know, we talk highly of Scripture, especially in our churches. We talk highly of the importance of Scripture. You know, it's used every Sunday. Um, you know, we read scripture, scripture together. You know, there's Bible studies. We have Bible study groups here at church. We have all these different things that focus around Scripture. But we don't usually talk about, you know, the authenticity of it because we just assume everyone thinks of it. Well, and a lot of us base a lot of our choices, decisions, lifestyle on what scripture says. Yeah, exactly. And when, you know, you're growing up in a culture where it's not questioned at all, well, there seems some doubt or to creep in, especially when you're living in two separate cultures like our youth. Yeah, for sure. We're living in a church culture, stay at home and at youth group, and then are living in a secularized culture at school or friends or anything else. Yeah. Obviously, those questions are going to pop in. Mm-hmm. And so it's something important that we need to discuss. Um, so I've written down, you know, some common misconceptions today around scripture. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you if you've ever thought of these. Um, first one, it's made up. Mm-hmm. Um, people actually just wrote it. There was no God involved. In it. it was just written by people just, just trying like to a pull historical... a, just trying to pull a quick one on people. And yeah. um, it's been translated too many times. Mm, so it loses its... Uh the real meaning is that what the yeah, idea kind of, of it yeah. is yeah it was written by just a bunch of old guys who just were looking to control people yeah um it doesn't fit in our world today mm-hmm. it's irrelevant and it was just it's a super old book and doesn't really it does it's irrelevant like yeah. you said yeah um i find those are the common misconceptions we have today yep um but i think it's important to 
when studying something, when, you know, testing something's authenticity, mm-hmm. you can't just look at outside sources. You have to look internally as well. I think it's important to look at what we're actually testing, what it actually says, because if we don't do that, then, you know, I don't, uh, you know, we base a lot of things off scripture. So I think it's important to look at scripture for it. Yep. Um, and the first one I want to go through is um, the fact is that scripture is this super old document. Like it's written thousands of years ago, passed down for some of it through oral passing, just mm-hmm. passing it through the speaking of tongues and stories and passing that on through generations. And then starting in writing, it's written thousands and thousands of years. Yeah. So it is old but it still has a lot of power and meaning. And I want to turn mm-hmm. us to 2 Timothy 3, verse 16. Okay. Now, this is the NIV version. We have different versions of this all throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, but 2 Timothy 3, 16 um, says, All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So what that's saying is that scripture is not just this thing written by people, but that God actually breathed this into existence. Mm-hmm. What I find really interesting is if we go back to Genesis. Yep. What did God do to Adam to give him life? He breathed life into him. He breathed life yeah. into him. The fact is scripture is God breathed. It has mm. life within it. Yeah. It actually has power in life. Mm-hmm. There's only a few things out there that are actually God puts breath and life into. Yeah. As people. And as scripture. And scripture. Mm-hmm. Which is really like this weird thing. It's like, oh, yeah. we don't usually think of it like that but the scripture is god breathed it's filled with god's presence yeah. and spirit um and mm, life that is interesting that you draw that connection i had never made that connection to um like adam and eve before or i guess adam um i just always thought god breathed meant like god inspired god inspired or god it's like it's more you know, than that it's so much deeper yeah that's really cool to bring that out yeah and it's not just like you know one section or a different section but it's it's all of scripture yeah. And there's a reason for that, and that's because of the Holy Spirit. Mm. You know, we, we can find in Scripture that the Holy Spirit actually endures Scripture on. If we look at, you know, the fact of historically, the Jewish people passed down traditions orally. Yes. For hundreds and thousands of years. That's how, that was the tradition. For many cultures in all over the world, that's how a tradition was passed on. Yeah. But we have confidence in the Holy Spirit to know these, these um, stories, these scriptures that are passed on like genesis exodus leviticus numbers um deuteronomy all of these were passed on orally as well Mm, yep and we can have confidence that through the holy spirit that these were given and not just you know messed up or or like have you paraphrased and all these have you ever played a game of telephone so exactly telephone is a great example so i we played that in kids church Mm. on sunday i was a volunteer which is was so much fun anyway it got back to me and i was like I was the last one, and they're like, okay, what did you hear? And I'm like, doobie-doo Canada. And they're like, doobie-doo Canada. And it was like banana, banana, blueberry, or something like that is how it started. And I was like, okay, that's way off. Oh, yeah. Telephone is hilarious. Have you ever played drawing telephone? (laughs) Uh, Telestrations. Telestrations. So you you draw on the back of someone, they have to draw it, and then they have to draw it, and they have to draw it. No, no, it's like an actual game with like a flip pad that you pass around. Oh, no, no. uh, What I'm talking about is you draw something. And then you, person in front of you has paper. You draw on their back. Like you, with your finger, draw oh. it. And they have to take that and draw on the other person's back and then draw on the other person. And the person at the front oh, get finally it. gets it and they draw it on a piece of paper. And they're like, it is so, so far off. Yeah. So the 
fact is that's a great we illustration. digress a little bit but we do we but it's a great illustration for what we're talking about yeah and the fact is that we can have confidence in the holy spirit that's not a game of telephone or telestrations yeah. what it is is truth and yeah. it's life-giving and it's something that the holy spirit has endured for a long time to make sure that we still have it today mm-hmm. i think that's something really really incredible you know if we if we read the other versions of second timothy three sixteen, um i think this is one you may know more is the new king is the king james version which mm-hmm. says all scripture is given by inspiration of god yeah um or if you look at the nlt all scripture is inspired by god and is useful to teach mm-hmm. um you know um the english standard version which is actually more of a word for word copy okay. of script of you know taking from hebrew and ancient greek it actually says all scripture is breathed out by god mm. So that we have these different versions, and there's a reason why we have these different versions. I think it's similar to you can look at why do we have different denominations. Mm, I see. We all people have different interpretations and different thinking, and yeah. look, scripture has the same kind of thing. Yeah. We have different people who look at this and say, mm, "I get that from it." Well, I get this from it. Okay, so we're gonna write two different things. Yeah. And that's what that's what just happens. It's still the same words. It still has the same meaning. Mm-hmm. But what comes of it is. Um, well, let's be honest, because it's come from it, it is a little bit of separation. Yeah, 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 that's true. And it's a common question that we haven't used. Why do we have so many different translations? Well, ultimately, people have different thinking and different interpretations. Mm-hmm. And that has just resulted in time of that going on. So it's just like if, you know how some people learn, like, um, like I, I don't care to listen to audiobooks. I like listening to podcasts, but... Yeah. Like an audiobook, I just cannot, I really struggle to listen, like to follow the storyline. Yeah. I would much prefer to read it and to see it. And, uh, you know, other people, they prefer to listen. Like I have, uh, yeah, absolutely. like I know lots of kids that are like, oh no, audiobooks, audiobooks love to listen to the, yeah, to the, to story. the story of it. Or there are some people, like if I'm learning something new, like let's say my husband's showing me how to do something. I'm like, no, no, don't, don't just show me. Like, I want you to tell me what to do so I have the muscle memory of doing it. Doing it, it. yeah. Yeah, whereas other people are like, oh, just give me like a quick in- instruction. Like, he would rather me just tell him like, do this, yeah. this, 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 and he'll figure it out. Yep. Um, so I think that that's part of it too is just we all have a slightly different style in how yeah, we absolutely. like to gain our information. <clears throat> yeah, but, you know, when we're talking about, you know, authenticity, authority, that kind of idea we can't just rely on what second timothy says we have to go deeper than that yeah um so there's a few different things i want to bring up through this and this is why i told you this might be a long podcast <laughs> um so i guess that we have many uh points i want us to be able to go through and the first one is i think scripture has a self-assertion onto having its authenticity and authority so it's looking at that internally again mm-hmm. and um not just Second Timothy says this, but uh, this is Second Peter one twenty one, and it says, "For prophecy never had its origin in the human will, but prophets through humans spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit carries on God's message mm-hmm. through all of Scripture. We can see that. See through all of Scripture, what we hear from God is His grace and His love and His mercy. Yeah, that's what we hear from God all through Scripture. If you even go right back to the beginning, all the way through." And it's the Holy Spirit enduring this on, and this endures on in our time today, that Scripture self ascertains its part part in saying that I'm 
this is truth. This is what it says. Um, you know, Jesus um, actually talks about this as well, and this is in, um, I think it's John seventeen seventeen, And it says, you know, Jesus says, your word is truth. Mm-hmm. He's talking of God's word within Scripture, that this is actually truth and that this is something really important that he prayed this, that, you know, this word that I am speaking is truth, that this comes from straight from God, endured by the Holy Spirit that we are able to have this day. You have to think, in Jesus' time, everything that was written in the Old Testament, you know, through the books of Isaiah, Habakkuk, Malachi, all of that, all yeah. of those, mm-hmm. that was written hundreds of years before Jesus. Yeah. And we say, oh, you know, we have scriptures like 2,000 years old. Go further. <laughs> You're thinking 3,000 years old yeah. worth of scripture. 3,000 years worth of scripture. Wow. That's a long time. It's a long time. It's an insanely long time. Yep. And the fact is, is that scripture itself through the Holy Spirit self-regulates itself to say, no, no, this is truth. This is straight from God that we are able to trust and that we are able to have life in. The fact that we have it as God breathed, not just in the sense that, you know, God gave people the words and that was it. But it's life-giving. Mm. Um, the second point I think that's important is fulfilled prophecy through Scripture that we see. Yeah. So this is a, this is more of a history one. I'm going to say first. Um, so um, all through Genesis to Revelations, we see prophecy. Um, also, there's a lot of prophecy within the Bible. Oh yeah. Um, for example, 150 years before this guy named Cyrus was born. So Cyrus was king of Persia that lived between 590 and 5, who was born between 590 and 580 BC. One of the biggest kings of Persia, like, was like this. He was a big guy. He was was a big guy. The Persian Empire was big at this time. It was expanding. He was part of this. He was at the center of it. Yeah. We have so many historical records that prove Cyrus was this person. Mm -hmm. Um, And he really was at the height of Persian golden age. Mm-hmm. where they just were expanding and fighting. And this was a lot of time where they, you know, find, finding Greece. And, you know, we hear all these different stories out of Greece of Persians fighting with Greeks and all this yeah. stuff. Before that, though, we actually see um, in Isaiah 44, verse 28. I did not give Julie the verse, but I gave <laughs> her the okay. chapter. It's verse uh, 28. Got it. And, I, and Isaiah says something. Can you read it? He says, Who says of Cyrus... He is my shepherd and will accomplish all that I please. He will say of Jerusalem, let it be rebuilt. And of the temple, let its foundations be laid. So what's interesting is Isaiah was an 8th century prophet. He lived in the 700 BCs, Mm -hmm. 150 years before Cyrus was even born. Wow. So what is Hmm. being shown there is prophecy actually being fulfilled. Fulfilled, yeah. Not just through... a person who is part of god's people see god control god has prophecy over all of creation he has mm-hmm. you know he's he made all of creation all yeah. of these people <coughs> you can hear the cough coming in my yeah. voice yeah um so god has this this power and ability where he can use people no matter what cyrus was not someone who believed in god mm-hmm he was a Persian, which meant he most likely, like the rest of the ancient world, believed in multiple gods. Yeah. And um, what ended up happening was he allowed the Israelites to go and rebuild their home. The fact is that Cyrus was a king 
used by God to enable God's people to be able to go back home, to go back to where they belong, to where they can rebuild their home, to where they can now prosper again. Mm -hmm. Um, Hmm. Not only it's it's crazy, right? Yeah. But it's not only just this. If we look to Jesus, because you know our standing point is Jesus. If we look to Jesus, there are over three hundred prophecies about Jesus. Yeah, and they all came true. All of them. All throughout the Old Testament, we mm-hmm. hear these prophecies of the Messiah, mm-hmm. this person that will come and will lift up God's people and do this and change everything. Yeah. Jesus fulfills all of these things. Yeah. And if you're like, well, what are some? Go and read them. Yeah, find because them. Tell us. <laughs> you got to go and do it because it's not, we can't just sit here and say, well, this is what scripture says. No, go and see for yourself. Um, the other point is that Jesus's, um, you know, record testimony and the Holy Spirit's record testimony. Um, you know, we see God's power and his authority naturally shows in the word of Scripture. We see the same attributes in Jesus and Jesus being the Son of God attested, you know, when we already talked about this, but when you pray that your word is truth mm-hmm. in John 17. And, you know, he also told um, his disciples that the Holy Spirit would come and confirm this truth in the heart of believers. And that was mm-hmm. John sixteen thirteen. 13. Um, so Jesus actually confirms um, the authenticity, the authority of Scripture, the, what it has. For he says, um, this is Matthew 5.18, and it says, For truly I say to you, um, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter nor the least stroke of a pen will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Now what Jesus is speaking about when he says the law, yeah. he's talking about the Old Testament. Okay. We have to think in Jesus' time, he didn't have the New Testament because obviously he was, there were still he was there was things yeah. going on. So when Jewish people refer to the law, they refer to the Old Testament. Okay. Um, and we see in that that what Jesus is saying is not until, you know, heaven and earth can pass away, but God's word won't. Hmm. And there's a reason for that. It is breathed. Is given life. You know, it goes back to what Second Timothy says. And they refer to it as the living word. They refer to yeah. it as the living word because it actually has life. Huh. It has a yeah. power within it. Um, th- the fact is, um, it is this crazy and amazing thing that, you know, people try to put it away. People try to oppress it. People don't want it around. Yeah. It's our human nature to push against scripture, push against God. And the fact is, we see that no matter what, it, it people, for some reason, it keeps coming. <laughs> Scripture keeps coming. To be completely honest, if you were to look at how the Jewish people were, you know, taken into oppression, mm-hmm. multiple upon multiple upon multiple times, there is no way that their oral traditions should have kept going mm. by any means. Yeah. If you look at any other culture or society all throughout history, it was gone. Yeah. Their religious beliefs were gone. They adopted those who conquered them. Didn't happen for the Jewish people, though. Mm-hmm. You know, their their traditions continue. Their their belief continues. It just keeps coming back. Yeah. And I think that's because we can see the Holy Spirit is at work through Scripture. You know, it's not written down, like, oh, the Holy Spirit made sure that all this kept coming. <laughs> yeah. And we don't, we right. don't read that in Second Kings or anywhere that, no. you know, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit just kept coming with it. Yeah. But it's an underlying fact that the Holy Spirit is working all throughout Scripture. Mm-hmm. No matter what you read, when you see, you know, that people were blessed in a certain way or done something, or you see people's actions, you're like, well, 
that's not like I don't think people would just think to do that. No, it's the Holy Spirit at work. Mm-hmm. And the fact is that we can read that no, that even heaven and earth, when even until they disappear, God's word will not. The last stroke of a pen, the not one letter will disappear. And, you know, we also read um, about Jesus' confidence in, in Scripture. When he said to the religious believers, and this is John five thirty nine, and it says, "You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, and it is that they bear witness to me that mm. the scriptures point to Jesus. Yeah, that He is the epicenter of what we are reading. Yeah, and the fact is, people do this still today. We look at scripture and we're like." Obviously, he says this, so we're going to focus on this. This is what scripture, but really, we're not, we're missing that points to Jesus. Mm-hmm. We're missing that, even though we have all these different translations and everything, what matters is that it points to Christ. Yeah. What matters is, is that the fact is, Christ is the one that gives us eternal life. That Christ is the one that gives us love and grace and peace and mercy and rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not this idea of every single law that is put in Scripture or every single rule that we have, but it's Christ. The fact is, Scripture is a living, breathing thing, mm-hmm. and it points to Christ. It's there, and it's like, here, read me, read me. Yeah. And there's a reason you read me, because of where it points. I am lead, Scripture leads us in a path down to Christ, where we can have rest and where we can, you know, be in community with him, where we can see the Holy Spirit at work, where we can see it acting in our lives. Because mm-hmm. honestly, when you read scripture and read, th- read through the Psalms, yeah, read through King David's life, mm-hmm. you will see God and the Holy Spirit at work. And oh, when you yeah. see him point to Christ, point to you know the life that Christ will live, that the Messiah will be this amazing person, mm-hmm. is fulfilled through that because you know we see that in Jesus' life. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also this, and it's and it's after his resurrection. Jesus was walking along the road, and he spoke with two disciples. Yep. And this is Luke 24, 27. It says, And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. So you see, he tr- Jesus trusted in the accuracy and the authority that the Old Testament has. The fact that Jesus himself uses the old testament like this points to it shows his need in the new testament Mm -hmm. it means that you know we don't just focus on the new testament all the time but we can focus on the old testament as well the old testament points to jesus we're able to use it as a direction point into the new testament to use jesus as our standing point as our example as our life to live Mm -hmm. um and that's just jesus and the holy spirit's you know testimonies and records but that was that was a lot of scripture. Yeah, that was a lot of scripture to go through and just kind of say like this is this is our focus. You know, we're just going to focus on scripture, but we're not. Yeah, it's easy to say the Bible is true because it says somewhere else in the Bible that exactly. it's true. So, but we can't we we can't just focus on that. We no. have to look elsewhere. And I think there's something really important. Yeah. Um, to show its authenticity, um, and it's called the Dead Sea Scrolls. Mm-hmm. So the Dead Sea Scrolls, you've never heard of them. Um, let me just start with this. Yeah. I've heard of them, but I, I'm not extremely familiar with them. So the, the Bible is super old, right? Yeah, really old. Super old. And, you know, external evidence is limited and it's scattered across hundreds of years. Um, 
But once you know we accumulate it, it's hard to ignore evidence. Um, the Dead Sea Scrolls is one of those evidences. Okay. So in 1947, a young shepherd wandered along the cliffs of the Dead Sea um, in search for a goat. He actually yeah. lost a goat. He's like, I need to find a goat. Yeah. So he actually went and he was searching for this goat and he tossed a stone into a cave. Mm-hmm. Looking for the goat. Not even a cave. This was a hole. Like okay. he tossed the stone in there. Was he trying to scare the goat out? Trying to or? scare the goat to kind of rile it up to kind of or say, come sure out so we know like where it is. In there or, or like some kind of animal, yeah. right? Toss him and he hears a clay pot break. Oh. Out of all the odds of yeah. just like this tiny stone, he just throws it in, turns away, just thinking, oh, if I hear a goat, I hear a goat. And here's a clay pot break. You'd be like, huh? What are the odds, right? Yeah. What are the odds, right? But it's true. So when he tossed the stone into the hole of the cliffs, the sound of the clay spring signaled one of the greatest discoveries of the 1900s. This is one of the greatest discoveries in modern archaeology. Um, there was around 900 ancient documents that rested in tightly sealed jars. They were undisturbed for 1,900 years. That's crazy. That's beside, almost 2,000 years. Beside the yeah. Dead Sea. Just, just sitting there. Just hanging out. Just sitting there. Um, the most, literally, was one. these were one of the most exciting discoveries people had. Yeah. Because it gave a glimpse into the ancient world. And, you know, in the containers were scrolls of every book in the Hebrew Bible. Wow. These were written by Jewish people. Yeah. These were, you know, scribes who wrote this, who who wanted to make sure that things would be preserved. Yeah. There was only one book that, you know, that wasn't written. That was because of es- that was Esther wasn't written. Um, that was the only book they didn't find in these mm-hmm. jars. Um, but that's not the main point we're trying to get on. The main sure. point we're trying to show is that when experts compared these manuscripts, so they, they took these documents in, in fine care and they said, okay, let's line them up yeah to what we we base our scripture off so they've lined them up to you know the manuscripts they had to modern copies of the old testament and they were shocked because the fact is and this is uh professor gleason archer who was an expert in egyptology and semitic languages commented on the dead sea scrolls and he commented on the book of isaiah and this is just mm-hmm. a one of those things saying they proved to be word for word identical for our standard hebrew in more than 95 percent of the text the five percent of variations and these were things so they saw different mm-hmm. were obvious slips of the pen and different spelling wow and the fact is it was not just isaiah but it was jeremiah it was the psalms it was genesis exodus Leviticus, numbers deuteronomy all of, all of these old testament yeah. books they found they were like these are all accurate. Whoa. Like these these were accurate from the day they were written 2,000 years almost to our time today. They're accurate. That's crazy. This Where chain, are they? Where are they right now? Museums. Where? I'm not sure. Mm. Where in museums? I'm guessing in Israel. Yeah. I would assume um, Israel's museum is meant to be one of the greatest. They're, like Jerusalem's museum, I'm sure, is one of the greatest museums there is. I'm think it's compared with the british Smithsonian or whatever yeah um just because of how much stuff they have oh yeah um <clears throat> but it wasn't just you know isaiah the book of isaiah but it was all of these books that proved that 
we can actually have trust in this, that mm-hmm. it wasn't something that over, you know, the dark ages, the middle ages, the medieval age, the Renaissance, all these, that people took and said, oh, let's change it up a little bit. No. Like, this this was cared for. This was, this meant so much because it proved the existence mm-hmm. that we can trust in Scripture. Yeah. Um, but it's not just the Dead Sea Scrolls we can talk about. You know, we can talk about um, the storehouse in Cairo, mm-hmm. which... Um, so Egypt shaked up um, the world of antiquity. So inside um, the hollows of a Cairo, of Cairo uh, Geniza, I'm going to say that wrong, archaeologists found 10,000 biblical documents dating from the 5th century, along with the testimonies of the Dead Sea Scrolls and the Cairo um, storehouse. Archaeologists discovered the Taurus stone altar, the Rosetta Stone and the Bazif um, Stone Rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, these latter allowed experts to crack the code on various ancient languages. These allowed people to actually discover and translate wow. and make things easier. Um, and they firmly armed with the ability to translate many ancient documents. Experts confirmed the accuracy of numerous historical records of civilizations. You know, and kings chronicled in the Bible. They actually were able to find more archaeological discoveries and understand, you know, these old languages more understand that these kings that we have in scripture actually lived yeah that this is an actual historical document that we can trust um you know the stone altar discovered in Asheroth, and this is in jordan confirmed the biblical report of the uprising by the kingdom of moab against israel mm-hmm. we read that in second kings three this confirmed the existence of the hittite empire which was long believed just to be a biblical myth yeah um Wow. No, when people uncovered this library of 10,000 clay tablets, they discovered a whole other ancient world that we thought was just myth. You know, many people thought that the scripture in the Bible was myth, that, yeah. you know, all these empires, they say, like, the Hittites and all these, like, Amorites and Moabites and Edomites and all these things. Yeah. What actually proved by these findings was these were real people. These are yeah. people in tribal groups that exist and were empires. Yeah. But they had thousands of people living inside their walls, and they had armies and people and lives and stories see when we think about scripture and finding all these archaeological we think of just scripture but the fact is scripture has helped us prove the existence of hundreds and thousands of people groups yeah hundreds and thousands of stories and lives that we can that we can uncover that we can see that we can see had life and meaning and beauty and all these things um and it's it's absolutely incredible um that's all the points I kind of have to say, but there's something I want to say um, first, and it's this quote that I found. Mm. Um, and this is what it says. And it says, you know, the Bible is translated in 2,200 languages. There's been one sold over every second for the last two years. That's more than Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, and the Da Vinci Code put together. Is the world's most smuggled book, most stolen book, and more people have lost their lives over this book than any other. This book literally breathes life king david wrote that the word is a lamp unto my feet that will light up my pathway the bible isn't just a thing that you know helps you where you are but it helps guide you in your future the centurion said to jesus speak the word and my servant will be healed matthew 4 verse 4 said man cannot live on bread alone but only on the word of god that material things aren't things that will sustain us but rather god's will and power and word will because it literally has his spirit and essence isn't in it you know the bible is filled 
the Bible has a message, and it is that you are loved, and it is filled with misfits and mess-ups and screw-ups and people with so much baggage and issues. Like, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yet through all of Scripture, God has shown us His grace, His love, and His mercy. Mm-hmm. And that quote I found um, on social media, so I don't know exactly who said that. I paraphrased it a little bit, but Scripture has power. Yeah. And I think that the more we dive into it, the more we test its authenticity. I think it's important to test it because we need to today, especially in our world today where things yeah. are thrown around and constantly scrutinized. Being able yeah. to test something's authenticity is important. You know, we have historical proof that it is. And yeah. I think that um, the more we dive in, the more we learn about scripture, I think people will see just how incredible it is. I, th- I love what we said at the beginning that it's just it's, it's God breathed yeah mm, that is awesome thank you Wes that was really um, insightful and uh, yeah I really enjoyed that and I learned a lot so if you have any questions or you want to talk to Wes about this if you're like okay seriously if you want to argue with him he's great at arguing um, Julie knows <laughs> I do know firsthand no I'm kidding um You can reach him at Wes at WayneFleetBIC.com. And if you'd like to get in touch with me, my email address is Julie at WayneFleetBIC.com. So thank you for tuning in, and we look forward to connecting with you next week. Have a great week. Bye. Bloop.